welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. Something like that. I am your host, Chris. Joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, the former best friend in the whole wide world, the audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. <sighs> hi. Hi, Mike. We have Mike in the building. Thank you, Mike. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world. Mr. Dell is standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him, and we often do need you, Dell. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, sir. And you guys probably know me, Chris. I am the host of this podcast. We've been doing this for, this is episode 107, 107 episodes. That is a lot. That is a lot. 107 episodes. What have you done? 107 times. And I don't just mean like something simple that you don't even think about, like scratching your ass. Yes, you probably scratch your ass much more than 107 times. But what have you done 107 times that took effort? And consistently, you know? Like something that you're just constantly doing every week after week after week after week. Yeah, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired. But, you know, it's all worth it. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening. I don't think we're quite there yet. But we will get there. We do want 8 billion people listening. We don't. I am very aware, if you're new to the show, I am very aware that we don't have 8 billion people currently living on planet Earth. But I think I think we can get there. I think we can get there. No sweat. People do enjoy their fornicating. So I think it'll happen. Anyway, this is a podcast that we have every single Friday. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free, you can get it. Including our own website, uploaded.com. That's U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D dot com. But we're, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. We are there. I would love it if you could subscribe to it, tell your friends about it, tell your mom about it, your dad, whoever, whoever's in your life that needs to hear this show. And again, we want 8 billion people listening to this show, so from our point of view, the Jedi are, what, what is what is Anakin say? But from our point of view, everybody needs to listen to this podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. We have a great uh, podcast for you, by the way. I think we should get into it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, some GameStop shenanigans, as they like to do. We're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Something's going down with that movie. We're going to talk about bullies. We're going to talk about expensive pigeons, voicemail, listener questions. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So let's get into it. Mike, Del, uh, you, guys, you guys live here in California with me. And I know we have uh, several California listeners, but uh, even if you're not in California, this should interest you. California, as of the day after this podcast, Saturday, our governor has decided that we will be on a curfew from uh, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. for a month straight. You got to be at home. You got to be at home. They're going to drive tanks down the street and they're going to have snipers on top of the buildings. And if they see you walk one toe outside of the building where you are at at any given moment if you're if you're visiting a friend's house if you're visiting your drug dealer's house and they said you got to get the fuck out of here if you step one foot outside that building they're going to shoot you on sight i don't think they explicitly said that in the announcement but that's what i uh, interpreted from the curfew so 10 p.m to, to 5 a.m and you know, it's interesting because I, I think bars are already closed. I think restaurants are already closed. So I don't know exactly 
what this is stopping. Clubs are, are probably closed as well. Like the the things that are generally considered like that late night kind of activity, are closed. So all I can assume is that they're out there to, or they're 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 looking for you if you are perusing the streets from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. So I don't know. I I imagine though. Imagine this, like. I'm just like kind of spitballing off the top of my head here, but I imagine that there will be babies born because of this situation. Like, hey, <laughs> can't go home. I can't go home, you know? The curfew. Curfew, baby. And all of a sudden, nine months later, curfew babies. California's going to have curfew babies. I don't know. I, I think I think this is interesting. Uh, the, the governor of California was already... He's already been taking heat because... He uh, went to this party a few months back after, you know, preaching about you shouldn't go to social gatherings or whatever. And he, he, he just last week or this week, I can't remember. I think it was this week. Just this week was on, on TV talking about how, yeah, you know, I made a mistake. I screwed up, guys. I screwed up. I own up to it. I went to this, uh, I went to this party. It was outside. You know, he, he like really tried to smooth it over. He said it was outside and, you know, we were, we're, we were socially distanced, but... Uh, as soon as I saw how many people were there, I should have just turned around and left. But then Fox 11 News, they post, a, they post these pictures. They, somebody was like like a neighbor or TMZ or whoever, I don't know. They they were just like on the property of the, the party. And uh, it wasn't outside. The dude was inside. You know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Like people are, are getting into the, the, the argument of, well, just because – the governor didn't practice what he preached doesn't mean it's carte blanche for you to do whatever you want. I, you know, we're getting into the weeds. Uh, point is, California's on a curfew. So we're recording this at, uh, oh shit, sorry guys, uh, 10, 11 p.m. right now in California. That's specific standard time. Which means I guess Mike and Dell are spending the night. Did not plan for that. Okay, well, uh, Dell, you get to uh, you can use uh, the recording studio for uh, for sleeping. Mike, we still don't have a renter for my laundry room, which means uh, you can spend the night in the laundry room. Uh, that'll be twenty bucks. That's the friend's price. Anyway, anyway, I was I, I really I didn't expect to talk about California too much. What I really wanted to talk about was my my hair, my pelo. My uh my my hair is long. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think I've talked about it too much on the show, but I haven't had a haircut since like February, which was like a month before my son was born. And I think th I think this might be the longest my hair has ever been. I grew my hair out one other time. And that was pre-pandemic, so pre-work from home is what I'm trying to say. And there's a certain pressure to cut your hair as a guy, uh, especially if you started with short hair at your job. There's a certain pressure to have your hair short or shorter. And eventually I cut it. Actually, that's not exactly how it went down. It was a botched haircut, and I just shaved it all off, and people at work didn't recognize me. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Point is, my hair is long right now, and it, it might be the longest it's ever been. And my wife kind of hates it. Sometimes she'll be like, 
actually, you know what? When I look at it, it's starting to look good. It's starting to look good. It's got this kind of vibe going to it. But then she'll have her moments of honesty where she just suddenly like blurts out that I need to cut my stupid hair already. Like you need to cut that. You need to cut that. Like she's sick of it. And I know it. I know it. I can see it in her eyes before she even blurts it out. Here's the thing. I'm worried that if I cut my hair, I will lose all of my strength like Samson. And I don't even know what it's like to get a haircut during COVID season, which by the way, COVID season is very long, right? It's much longer than your, your regular season. But I've got to imagine that it's, it's sort of a pain in the ass, especially in California. You know, you see like people getting their hair cut outside and whatnot. And honestly, uh, like when it comes to spreading COVID, that, that seems to make the most sense. And most of the people I know, I don't, I don't think most people are doing it like I'm doing it. And uh, I think they're getting their hair cut, whether, you know, it be by somebody they know or a stranger. You, you got the mask and everything. But I've gotten my hair cut many a time. I'm a guy. You get your hair cut, like, what, every two weeks, whatever, three weeks, four weeks if you're a little uh, thin on cash. So I, I get it. I get it. But when, when you're at the barber, some of the most unhygienic people I've ever had touch my head are barbers. A lot of them are gross. You know, I'm not, not trying to generalize, but a lot of them are gross. They don't, they don't care. And it's not just barbers. It's not just barbers. You, you see all kinds of people, like, uh, people just, like, in the industries, the food industry, the uh, 7-Eleven industries, whatever, you know, they're just walking around with no mask on, whatever, touching their face, giving you your your receipt back. That's not the main reason I'm not cutting my hair. I'm just not, I just haven't cut it, you know? I'm just kind of like, let's ride this wave. Let's ride this wave. Like, I, I've never gotten to really grow it out. Let's see what happens. And so far, the conclusion is that I must be Greek in some capacity because my hair is like, it's, I've always known my hair was kind of wavy and somewhat curly, but I've never known the back of my hair is kind of wavy and curly. So I'm just kind of trying to let this grow out and see what happens. I'm just, I'm just doing something here. Just doing something here. And, and just going to the barber is weird. It was, it was weird before the pandemic, you know? I didn't, I didn't want to write my name on a whiteboard and wait 30 minutes in a chair, just sit next to a bunch of strangers. I'd have to go on like a weird day, you know, like a Tuesday morning. And if you're not on, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not getting the A-team on a Tuesday morning at the barber. So the quality of that haircut is questionable at best. Anyway, I'm still working from home right now, and I, I kind of hope it never stops as far as this job is concerned. I hope that this podcast blows up, and I don't need to work from home doing that job. I, I'll be fine working from home doing the podcast if that's what's necessary, but I... Uh, I, I don't want to work. I don't want to have to go back into the office for my current job is what I'm trying to say. The office for my job is an unventilated basement. It's, it's a COVID disaster just waiting to happen. Don't tell my wife. But if they ever do send me back to work, I, I, I will probably cut my hair. Not because I care what the senior citizen 
coworkers I have think. I'll cut it because I don't want those senior citizens coughing all over my luxurious hair because hair apparently catches the COVID. I don't know. I hope it doesn't come to that. Anyway, uh, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. Hey, you know what we haven't done in a while? A story about me in middle school. Now stick with me. Stick with me, especially if you've been around the show for a while. You're like, oh my God, another middle school story. This is important. Especially if you are listening and you are still a kid in school, because this should resonate with you. You know what? Uh, we cursed a lot in last week's episode. We did. I take full responsibility for that. So let's try to keep the swears to about PG-13, TV-14 levels this week. You know, the, the kids in junior high need to hear this. So when I was in, I want to say sixth grade, there was this big dude. His name was, uh, Mike, uh, bleep that, please. He was not the smartest kid. His, his mom was a teacher at that school, actually. And, uh, we had a mandatory home ec class with this kid's mom. And she had a woman one day. She had a woman from the main office down at the, you know, the office, the school office. I don't remember her exact title, but she had this woman from the main office come to speak to us about her job one day. And before the woman showed up, she tried to prep us for the whole thing. She, was, she tried to give us suggestions of things to ask and, you know, just to get insight from this woman. You know, she's she has this profession that we need to learn about and ask her about. And one of the things she told us to ask this woman was how much money she makes per year. So, you know, we're in sixth grade. Fuck it. Now, I know I just, I just said the worst American swear word, right? But, well, the worst... European swear word. The worst, worst American swear word is the uh, the C word. You know, we're trying to keep it TV 14, PG 13. Otherwise, I just would have said the untoward. But every point is every PG 13 movie is allowed at least one F bomb, and that was ours. Okay, if if we if we have any more of those, we're bleeping them. So anyway, after this woman shows up to the classroom. And she gives her whole spiel about how awesome it is to work in the office of our school. Kid raises her hand. She says, how much money do you make? <laughs> and the woman is all like, what the f she, she, WTF, you know, we're trying to PG-13 this. She's just like, what the f I am not going to tell this whole classroom full of children how much money I make per year. This is America. We don't talk about that kind of shit. We keep that shit private and we bitch about it to our husbands and wives. So she's like, I, I don't feel comfortable telling you guys how much I make per year. And then the whole class is like, well, you know, Mrs. Uh, told us to ask you how much money you make per year. And here's what I think happened. I think our teacher had beef with the office chick. I think she knew damn well that nobody cared about what her job was like. Oh, 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 
You answer the phone? You sort the mail? Awesome! We gotta get you into the front of my classroom. Pronto. No. No. I think that this woman pissed off our teacher and she got some some slow burn woman style revenge on this chick. I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. And I think if you if you are willing to follow me down this rabbit trail, I think that's what you think happened as well. I think she put on that fake smile and she said, you know, I here I, I think the woman just said something to, 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 to just piss her off. So she put on that smile. She's like, you know what? I would love if you could speak in front of my class on Wednesday. She set her up. She set her up. Go on, bitch. Tell these kids how much money you make. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got there. I don't know how we got there. I'm supposed to be talking about her son, but I'm talking about the teacher. Anyway, like I said, this guy, he, he wasn't the brightest kid by far. Uh, one time in uh, our English class, I think this was in seventh grade, he, he tried to whisper something to me. So he leaned over the table. Like it was a, it was a weird uh, seating arrangement in that class. Like the kids, like it was like two rows and, on each table and the kids would be staring at each other on in every table so i like every kid had a, another kid that they were eye to eye with so he leaned over like super obviously over the table and he put his hand to his mouth but he was leaving his mouth exposed to the teacher you know you know you know like in like when a kid whispers hey billy thinks you're cute but he put his hand on the wrong side And I, I'm not even paying attention to what he's saying at that point. I'm just, I'm just like thinking like this fool doesn't understand the base, basic principles of vision. <laughs> it's like it's like he just watched some movies or TV shows where people whisper. He's like, oh yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. Like he was doing it as a performance. And you know, of course, our teacher figured out what was going on real quick. So she walked over. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at him, and I see the teacher. I see her looking at him, and I, I hope she just saw my, my, my dumbfounded face. Like, okay, fool. Like, I was, I, I, I had no idea what he was even whispering to me. So she, she, she saw what was going on. She walked over to this whispering dummy. She bent over and whispered to him with her hand to her mouth, and she said, "You know, it works a lot better when you put your hand on the other side." point I'm trying to make is that uh, this fool was dumb. He was kind of dumb. And one day, I get dropped off for school. Got there early, uh, before school started. So it was pretty much like a pre-recess kind of thing. You, you get there too early, they don't know what to do with you. Just say, play on the playground, burn some energy. Kids got a bunch of that, right? So it's just kids playing on the blacktop before the sun is really out. It's overcast. Anyway, I don't remember how it happened, but uh, me and this kid got into some beef over a basketball. I think I wanted the basketball because I was already playing with the basketball and he took it or something. I don't remember. Anyway, 
he told me do something about it because I, I called him out on it. I'm like, yo, that's, that's the basketball I was using, dude. Give it back to me. I said, do something. Do something. He's, he's, he's mentally poking me. Do something about it. Now, this dude had a foot on me easily, right? He was a big guy. But if you're going to invite me to the prom, I'm going to dance, bro. So I thought about it for three seconds, uh, like a long three seconds, a long three seconds. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, he's, he's telling me to do something. You know, he wants me to do something, right? He wants me to do something. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him, and I'm looking away, and then I'm looking at him, and then I sock him. I socked him in the gut as hard as I could. And it turns out he did not like it when I socked him in the gut as hard as I could. So his hands started to choke my neck. You know, I, I stared at him the entire time, just looking at him, giving that eye contact in the, in the entire time. Because if you show fear, you lose. And he saw that. He saw that. So he, he started to let up. And we parted ways. But the dude never came at me again. Never came at me again. I got at least three stories like that. Where, you know, it, where the same basic setup happens. And it didn't always end that way. But the, the point is I got at least three stories where I'm where there's some kind of physical violence in me uh, standing up to somebody. Point is, is that this week's tip is to stand up to bullies. You know, they, they might outweigh you, but they don't want to screw with somebody that fights back, even if they think they can win. Because at the end of the day, not getting the air knocked out of your gut is betting, better than uh, getting the air knocked out of your gut. That's, 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 the, that's the way I perceive the situation. Because that's typically what happens. You hear that story. Like, oh yeah, you know, this fool was a dick to me. He was, he was, he was hitting me. He was doing whatever, right? One day I socked him in the jaw. One day I, I fought back. They don't like when you fight back. And yeah, you know, that, that, that shit is physically painful. But when you fight back, it's physically painful for them too. Now, granted... Uh, my lawyer, Michael, over here, he told me not to tell you any of this story, not to give you any of this as a tip. So officially, I'm not condoning violence on anybody. No, you should never do anything like that. You should always uh, run to an adult to get you in more trouble and possibly in more violence. Blah, 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 blah. Point is, you fight back, you might just, uh, you might just uh, save yourself some future trouble. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but GameStop is not doing so hot right now. They've been struggling a lot as more and more and more and more video games are purchased digitally. And, you know, GameStop's main business traditionally has been in selling used video games. And, oh man, we could do a whole lot of episode segments on that. I got plenty of stories on that. But let's not digress at this point. Historically, GameStop has been all about selling used video games, right? 
because of that, because people are purchasing more games digitally, excuse me, the uh, last half of this decade or so has not been kind to GameStop at all. You know, they're, they're shutting down hundreds of stores. I want to say, like, they plan to shut down about 400 stores, maybe more than that, all over the country just this year. And, you know, the pandemic has only made the situation worse for them. You know, who wants to buy a used video game right now? Those things were already pretty gross before they could kill your grandma. Now it's like, ugh, like who, who touched this thing? Who touched this thing? And it's not like I feel bad for GameStop, right? They have a long, long, long history of just treating their employees like shit and lying to their customers. They've lied to me plenty of times. I do feel bad for the employees, you know, but, but corporate, nah, they get no pity from me. I, I hope they're a fan of the podcast, but I do not pity corporate GameStop. But this story is actually about the employees themselves. Apparently, GameStop decided to hold a TikTok contest for their stores. And the idea was that the employees in each store would uh, do a TikTok and they'd record this synchronized dance video. And the winning store would get three prizes. They'd get an Echo 8, an Echo Auto, a $100 Visa card, and actually this is four prizes. The, the final and most important prize was 10 additional labor hours to use during Black Friday week. I'm going to say that again. 10 additional labor hours to use during Black Friday week. That's next week if you're listening to this podcast on time. Now, I assume that the store manager is just going to keep the first three prizes for themselves, right? You know, but I, I suppose what they could do is they could try to hold their own separate contest to see who gets the Amazon spyware machines or the $100 Visa card. Like, hey, bonus, bonus prize. You can, you can get an Echo Auto for the car you can't afford. An Echo 8. $100 Visa card, that, that's where it's at, honestly, right? But the real kicker was that last one, right? 10 additional labor hours to use during Black Friday week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Your prize is more work at this shitty job. What you really want is a $100 Visa card, right? Right? Because that's going to pay for those extra hours and more. You're not making bank at GameStop. GameStop is notorious for barely giving the, the non-management employees any work hours. And I assume, and I might have even read this, but I assume it's to avoid paying for things like healthcare, you know, the, the full-time employee benefits. You know, depending on state to state, that could really increase. Like California, your full-time employee, you got you to gotta do some shit. So some genius thought that it would be fun to have these kids making shit 50 an hour do a dance for the chance to split up. I think they're splitting it up. To split up 10 more hours of work during the week of Thanksgiving. Wow. Now I'm going to hit you guys with the big shocker. This blew up in their faces. 
If you're not aware, GameStop cannot keep a secret to save their lives, and their lives are already on the line. They've got plenty of people on the inside leaking nonsense like this. So this story got out like real quick, real quick. And guess what? Guess what? They took down the contest. I know. What? It seemed like such a good idea. It really, I talked about this in a previous episode, but it really reminds me of the break room at my old job at Home Depot when they would force us to watch training videos during our, our breaks and our lunch breaks. Sadistic people like that should not be in positions of power like that. Like somebody's like, oh yeah, you know what? You know what? We give our employees such terrible hours. Let's make them dance. So that one lucky store gets to split 10 more work hours. Shit. I've known people, I've known people that like, you know, they play Call of Duty a lot or whatever and they're, they're younger. They, they think GameStop is this dream job because they're always going to GameStop. They love GameStop. They're pre-ordering games and doing the whole shenanigans. The shenanigans. Sh shebangs. And I had to tell them, like, dude, like, GameStop is not, it's not the business. I, I've heard nothing but negative things. Granted, I never worked at GameStop, but I, I've seen many a video from employees, former employees, current employees. I've, I've read many a story. To feel like I am the educated snob, sh snob, the educated snob that can tell them like, no, you're wrong. You're going down the wrong path. That's your video game corner. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We actually have a uh, voicemail from Mr. Kolos Dolos. Why don't we go ahead and play that? Hello, Christopher. It is I, Kolos Dolos. And I want to thank you for sending Mike out, but you can call him back. Like Pavlov's dog, you ring a bell and he'll come groveling to your feet, as always. <laughs> I am okay. I, I got out of the uh, the drop-off box for the ballot. Uh, a, a wonderful man, Joseph Biden and Miss mm. Camilla, they mm. got me out of the box. They had it. it was. I made my way. I, I'm here in Delaware now. Delaware. And we had a beautiful bonfire. We took all the old ballots. We had a bonfire and we, we uh, you know, had some s'mores and celebrated. It was a wonderful time, beautiful, and it was so kind of them to get me out and then to have this party for me. I appreciate it. I guess they listen to your show, or maybe they don't. But either way, they got me out of the uh, uh, the ballot box and uh, all the. There's a bunch of them here. We had a huge bonfire. It was wonderful. But uh, anyway, so I I was listening to your show and you talked about this ambiguous woman from Amazon, and I was yeah. thinking, oh my, I love a woman of mystery. And a woman who, who uh, returns charges, even if maybe you did get the product, but you told them they you didn't, and she listened, and she gave you back the money, even if she didn't care, because it's just her job to do it. And I love women who I don't know their name or anything about them. I love mystery. And I was wondering, perhaps the next time you have a return, if you get another ambiguous woman, you can tell her about me. And perhaps there will be a love connection. That's a good idea. I, 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 I know I ask so much of you, but I, it's just this one more favor to find the love of my life. That is all I'm asking. You have found yours, and and Mike, 
you know, he has himself to love. Yeah. We won't go into that. But I, I seek love as well. So thank you again for sending Mike. I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm here, here in Delaware with the, uh, the uh, president-elect, according to the newspapers. So it's a good time for all. Uh, thank you. Wow. Thank you very much for the voicemail, Mr. Colos Dolos. Glad you were able to get out of that ballot box. Uh, I haven't had a good s'more in a while. We actually, my wife and I, we, we went through a s'more craze. Uh, I want to say five, six, seven years ago. It was just a time when we would just be like, oh yeah, you know, we, we need we need to get more s'more stuff. We need to get more uh, graham crackers. We need to get more marshmallows. We almost had a marshmallows. And uh, we are completely out of Hershey's. Hershey's, uh, what, what, do they, what do you call them? I guess Hershey's chocolate squares or rectangles, whatever. We're out. Like, we would eat some more, like, almost every night. That's not healthy. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys were able to uh, to do that. Um, yeah, you know what? That's a great idea as far as uh, finding you love, because we've been trying to find you love for, I want to say, more than, like, a couple months now, at least. And... Honestly, to to be real, I haven't I haven't dropped your name to any of these uh, customer reps that I've spoken to on Amazon or any other company yet. And I the thing is, I work in a I work at a company that has to do a lot of like chats similar to this. On so I'm on the other end of it as well when I'm getting paid. And so I understand what it's like, and I also understand that when I'm talking to somebody on Amazon. English is very obviously often their second or third language. So, because of that, with that in mind, I think we can definitely find you love. I think we can definitely find you love. I think that I just need to I just need to find the right moment, you know? As soon as that Amazon chick says, "Hey, we're going to get you your money back." I think I think next time I'll say thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, are you married? Because I know someone. I know someone. Do you like wrestlers? Because I know someone. Colos Dolos. I think we're going to find you love. So thank you very much for that voicemail. I uh I I hope we can uh make your dreams come true. Hey, look, we also have a second voicemail from Mr. Bob Blah. Let's go ahead and play that. Hello, Christopher. It is I, Bob Law, today's top story. I just want to say I think you're doing a wonderful job and helping keep Mike employed or getting his college credit wonderful and bringing in Dell. Just all around a wonderful show and a great experience. Thank you, Bob. I bring my whole family, my children and grandchildren. We sit around and listen and wow. just enjoy it. Uh, you That's asked great. in a previous episode, uh, what was our favorite Plusversary moment. And, uh, yeah, Disney Plusversary. My favorite Plusversary moment was when none of the Marvel shows showed up mm, and yeah. still haven't showed up. Yeah. And I think that's really what made Disney Plus so wonderful was all the hype about all the Marvel shows and then none arrived. Yeah. And so uh, that's my favorite moment. I'm just curious, what was your favorite Plusversary moment? Or even Mike's or Dell's? Well, Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Hey, thank you very much for the voicemail, Bob. Uh, speaking of Bob, he mentioned at the top of his voicemail, but you can check out his show, uh, Today's Top Story, on Facebook. It's uh, 
It's wonderful. He's constantly on the pulse of today, yesterday, really. So uh, to answer your question, Bob, first of all, I think you're right. I think uh, the promise of Marvel shows was definitely kind of dangled in front of us like a carrot on a stick by Disney. And so far, the only thing they've really delivered on is The Mandalorian and a trailer or two for Wanda and Vision. Actually, I haven't even seen one single trailer outside of that initial like Super Bowl clip. That was it, right? It was a Super Bowl clip? I don't know. I, I do need to watch the trailer. But yeah, they haven't they haven't shown anything really as far as like or they haven't released any Marvel shows. But I think that Wanda and Vision show is supposed to come any year now. So uh what was my favorite plus anniversary, Disney plus anniversary moment? If you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, which by the way you definitely should. You definitely should. It is legally required by law as soon as you have heard me say that. It's like when uh, somebody asks you your legal name and say you've been served, you legally have to go to court, whatever. Uh, by listening to this last few sentences, uh, you legally have to listen to last week's episode. We're trying to get you hooked on this. We're trying to get your mother hooked on this. You know, whoever is alive in your family uh, or friends or circle your six degrees of separation. We're trying to get every single person listening. Anyway, my favorite plus anniversary moment. <sighs> well, um, I guess it was when Disney said that plus anniversary was a thing. Because I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Actually, they did announce something that I was pretty excited about. I think they I think they announced it. Jeez, I hope I'm getting this right. But Darkwing Duck is coming back Darkwing Duck let's get dangerous Darkwing Duck better watch out you bad boys Darkwing Duck you guys remember Darkwing Duck right you guys remember like the original DuckTales and then there was Darkwing Duck and Launchpad was in both of them I hope Launchpad is in both of these shows as well man because they rebooted uh, uh, DuckTales a few years back and then they did like an episode or two with Darkwing Duck. And now Darkwing Duck is coming back. So I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the original though. And I, from what I hear, the, the new DuckTales is dope. I've seen the first episode. It was pretty dope, to be fair. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just so much waiting for my, my son to get older so that we can watch these things together. Because just me watching these things all by myself... Just to watch it again in a few years, it just seems like uh, a fool's errand. But what if I, you know, never mind, never mind. I don't want to encourage any of my listeners to uh, kill me, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I hope I answered your question, uh, Mr. Bob Law. So uh, thank you very much for the <laughs> for the question. We're, we're we're running long this week. So we're going to move on to a little thing we like to call the news. So I'm going to be frank with you guys. We have been talking about politics a lot, a lot over the last few weeks, maybe over a month now. Luckily, absolutely nothing political happened at all this week. Rudy Giuliani did not hold a special 
press conference on Thursday and start bleeding hair dye from his sweating head. That didn't happen. So because there's nothing political happening this week, we have another story for you. A two-year-old champion racing pigeon by the name of New Kim was just sold for $1.9 million, which was, it, it broke the record for the most money anybody has ever wasted on a pigeon. Actually, the last guy to break this record was the same guy that bought this pigeon, so he broke his own record. He's a, a Chinese collector that goes by the alias Super Duper. Now, of course, these are, are they're, they're, they're very normal-sounding things. Just imagine going back 30 years and explaining the world to somebody. Hey, what's going to happen in 2020? Well, let me break it down for you. In 2020, the entire world is going to shut down because of a pandemic. But, the, but, but, but President Donald Trump said it would go away on its own. Oh, and a, a Chinese guy named Super Duper is going to spend $2 million on a pigeon. Oh, and Kanye West also ran against Trump. He's married to Kim Kardashian. That's the world in 2020. Everything sounds made up now. My ballot had a reality star, a rapper, and a hundred-year-old man in the president column. I don't know. I don't know. If I spent $1.9 million on a pigeon... I feel like I would, I'd probably have buyer's remorse. Like, right away. Right away. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? $2 million on a pigeon? A pigeon? And don't get me wrong, you know. It's a pretty nice pigeon, you know. It looks like it has a little bit more going on behind the eyes than your average pigeon. But I wouldn't spend $2 million on it. I could have $2 trillion in the bank and I still probably would not be able to justify spending that kind of cash on a bird that's mostly known for shitting on my car. New Kim, the pigeon, is a, it's a girl bird and the last pigeon he bought was Armando. Armando, a boy bird. He spent $1.4 million on Armando. I think that he is hoping they bang a lot and make a super race of uh, ultra-fast pigeons. Is this the kind of rabbit hole you go down to uh, when, when, when you I just have way too much money? You just get sucked into this? Like, I have too much money. I need to get into racing pigeons. Is that what money does to you? You know, your wife is just walking by on your giant property. She just happens to be walking by, and she sees you playing slow jams. For the birds that you spent three and a half million dollars on? And then, you know, later you just run to her all excited when they finally beg. New Kim is in heat, honey. New Kim is in heat. Is that the right term? Do pigeons go in heat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's your non-political news for the week. Hope you liked it. Oh, and before we forget, uh, this is a... Uh, very important to us because I, I've been talking about it last uh, few weeks. Wonder Woman 1984. I said this movie is not coming out in theaters in Christmas. 
Apparently I was wrong. You know, Christmas hasn't happened yet. But apparently I was wrong. And you know, if California, most of California, 94% of California is considered the purple tier right now, which means we can't do anything. Can't do anything outside of go to the grocery store. Go to work. But you know, we can't we can't do any of the fun stuff. 94% of California is purple. So movie theaters, I believe, are just not happening. So depending on what part of the country you live in, or even if you don't live in the country and you're just an observer, Wonder Woman 1984 is still officially planned to come out December 25th in theaters. However, I want to put an asterisk that kind of kind of gives me some some uh what's the word some this isn't the word but we'll say credit you know give me credit where credit's due it's coming to theaters but it's it's token it's 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 a name only it's coming to theaters in theaters december 25th and on hbo max at no extra cost to uh, subscribers so you guys remember when disney did the mulan experiment Mulan, rent it or buy it for $30 through Disney Plus. And then it's coming out to Disney Plus for everybody for free uh, in December. So they did that experiment, but, you know, Disney's already... I think it was a failed experiment because Mulan had a lot of controversy because they filmed part of it on uh, land that was used for... Like, recently used for human human trading right like uh slavery essentially like china has a whole thing with muslims going on right now that is no bueno and i'm sure there's a podcast out there that could explain that a lot better than we can but that podcast is not trying to get eight billion listeners so i swear i swear if you try to even if you even threaten to leave this podcast i don't know what i do i don't know what i do so Disney, they're like, hey, Christmas Day, we're giving away movies. Soul was going to come to theaters. That was a Pixar movie. It was going to come to theaters. Not anymore. It's going straight to Disney Plus. Christmas Day. It's a gift, they call it. Now Wonder Woman is going to theaters on Christmas Day. If that theater is open, but would you rather go to a theater on Christmas Day and risk getting COVID for spreading COVID? And, you know, spending however many dollars to to take yourself and the whole family? Or would you rather spend fourteen ninety nine and watch it on HBO Max, which also has a plethora of other movies? Blah, 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 blah. Point is, uh, Wonder, or, or Warner Brothers caved. It's coming to HBO Max. Like, them putting it them saying it's also coming to theaters is just Warner Brothers trying not to completely piss off theaters. But make no mistake, this move has completely pissed off theaters because they know exactly what I just said. They're thinking it. They're probably saying it, screaming it, cursing it. Why would anybody come to my theater on Christmas Day? when the movie is going to be available on the same day at home for less money and you can pause it and watch it for an entire month for the same amount of money. So 
theaters are struggling. Theaters are struggling. I don't know if they're not going to make it throughout all of this. I think a lot of them are just going to be gone. They're just going to disappear. I think theaters will ultimately survive, but I think they will be much more niche than they used to be. And they weren't. They weren't. They were a still a staple of the world, like a staple of the mainstream zeitgeist. We'd go to the movies. We'd go to the theaters. We'd see the box office reports every single week. Box office reports have not really been a thing of note since early March. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Wonder Woman 1984 coming to theaters with a big fat asterisk. It's really coming to HBO Max. So, I have HBO Max. Don't get to use it much. I plan to watch the uh, Fresh Prince special as soon as possible. And then I guess I'll watch Wonder Woman 1984. And we'll give our official HBO Max review of that. Anyway, hey, Mr. Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Before we move on to listener questions, I, I just remembered. You know, we played some voicemail earlier, and I didn't tell you how you can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail by, by calling 909-GUN-DOPE. That's 909-GUN-DOPE, D-O-P-E, 909-GUN-DOPE. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can praise us, criticize us, ask us a question, whatever. And it's very likely that we will play your voicemail on the air. Doesn't if you you know if you're if you're taking us to town if you're trying to eat our lunch we might come back at you. But we're we're at that hungry stage in our podcast where we're still trying to uh, really find that audience that eight billion that small eight billion person listenership. So. Please leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. Anyway, our first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, should your podcast be fact-checked? Yes. Yes. I would welcome fact-checkers to, to, to just take a fine-toothed comb over every single episode, over all 107 episodes of Chris to Chris. You know, we strive to make sure that we never mislead our potential 8 billion listeners with any falsehoods. So please, bring it on, fact checkers. Please. Devin asks, tour or floss? Can Ken spell right? You know what, Devin? I'm not sure I've ever even seen Ken spell the word right. So... He's a long-time listener. I think, we'll, I think we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But until you prove yourself, there's an asterisk next to your name, Ken. Yilly asks, Sanic or Knackles? That is a great question, Yilly. So, growing up as a kid, I had a Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. I think that's the biggie line, roughly, approximately. So, I didn't have a Sega Genesis growing up. I have the, the Sega Genesis Mini that came out last year. It's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I always appreciated Sonic as a kid, but I didn't have it until, eventually, I think we got, uh, like, Sonic 3, Sonic 3 and Knuckles on PC. Before Sega even went, like, 
third party, they were putting their own games on PC. So I played Sonic 3 and Knuckles the way it was intended to be played with a keyboard. And you were moving with the your your right hand on the, the direction arrows and the space bar to jump or something. I don't know. But here's my point. Really. Sonic was cool. You know, he was fast. Gotta go fast. He was blue. He's fast. He, everybody recognizes Sonic. But Knuckles, he just hit that mark for me. Knuckles was edgier. Literally, like even like his his gloves were edgier. He had them pointy knuckles and he could glide. He could fly and glide through the air and then just attach himself to a wall. And Sonic couldn't do that. I believe officially Sonic was faster than Knuckles, but I didn't care. Knuckles was red, which at the time was my favorite color. His hair looked like dreads. He just looked cooler to me. He just looked cooler. Now, as I, I got to know Knuckles' character more and more throughout the years, uh, whether it be through the games or the subsequent TV shows, I began to like him less and just kind of became a bit more of a purist. So I think I like uh, Sanic the Hedgehog more these days, but back in the day, it was all about Knuckles. Thank you very much for the question, Yuli. Ken asks, if I don't ask something, will you still answer it? Ken, it depends on what you do not ask me. Ken also asks, can you ignore the second question Devin asks this week? Uh, Ken, well, let's, let's just see what uh, Devin's second question is. Devin asks, this is my second question, you dig? Yeah, I can dig it, Devin. I actually can't believe Ken wanted me to ignore that question. I dig it. I'm picking up what you're putting down the whole the whole nine yards. Yilly asks, what game will win Game of the Year 2020? Now, I assume you're talking about the Video Game Awards, the VGAs, which recently put out all of their uh, nominees. So I went to their website, and for the very first time, I voted in the VGAs. And for those of you who do not know, the Game of the Year nominees are Doom Eternal, which, by the way, I still have not played. I played Doom 2016, which was awesome. It was awesome, 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 and this is a sequel to that. I will play Doom Eternal. I just don't know quite when. The second nominee was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played the demo of that, which was fine. It was fine. Like, I don't have any beef with it, but also, here's an admission for you guys. I've never played Final Fantasy VII. I had an N64 growing up, and for years, literally year after year after year, in the Sunday ads in the newspaper, Final Fantasy VII was in like every, it was on Walmart, Target, Best Buy. It was just everywhere. You'd see Final Fantasy VII week after week after week. You'd see Cloud just holding that big, fat sword behind his back. And thinking like, oh yeah, that sword looks kind of cool. The game looks like it might be kind of cool. But then actually knowing what the game is, I know that the original Final Fantasy VII is not for me. The remake actually looks like it's much more for me than the original. Because it's much more action-oriented. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I didn't vote for Final Fantasy VII. And because I haven't played Doom Eternal, I, I didn't vote for that either. But again, I love the original, or the original, Doom 2016, I loved it. So 
I could very much love uh, Doom Eternal. I'm sure of it. And then uh, third game of the year nominee was Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PlayStation 4 game, which I really liked. I really liked. I haven't finished it yet, though. And if I get that PlayStation 5, I'm going to finish it there in 60 frames per second. Can't wait for that. The uh, next game is Hades, which I actually have as well. I got that dirt cheap, like five bucks or something like that. And that's an indie game, but it's gotten so much love and it sold so well that they kind of they, they kind of had to put it in the Game of the Year nominees. But I guarantee you it's not going to win just by merit of it being an indie game alone. Like It could be the most successful indie game of the year, and it might be, but... It's not going to win. It's not going to win. It's going to go to something more mainstream. Like Animal Crossing, which is our fifth nominee. Animal Crossing for the Switch. Animal Crossing New Horizons. And that game is sold just freaking gangbusters. It's it's just huge. It's huge. Oh, wow. I really hit the mic there. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Animal Crossing is just giant. And... The fact that it's a Switch exclusive is the only thing that makes me think it, it might not win. Even though it sold maybe more copies than anything else on this list. Honestly. It came out right when the pandemic was starting. It was like the perfect game for the time. Like People were like, I'm at home. I don't have anything to do. I'm going to get Animal Crossing. And I have friends on my Switch list that have played that game for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. And the final nominee was The Last of Us Part 2, which is, it turns out, a divisive game because, actually, uh, I'm not going to tell you why, but it, it is a very divisive game for, for some. But that game came out in June, and it's a long game. It's like, I, I think I got over 30 hours out of it, and I really enjoyed it, but a lot of people did not, even though it, it's a it's a great game. I'm going to be honest. It's it's a great game as far as like design is concerned. Play like there's there's some genuinely like tense moments in that game. Uh, it it kind of overstays it's not overstays its welcome. But I can somewhat see why people are are frustrated with it, but at the same time like artistically speaking it's like you know what I, you know i can't i can't go down this road without spoiling the game anyway what game do i think will win game of the year 2020 i think it's going to be between animal crossing and the last of us part two and i'm pretty sure that i was gonna say i'm pretty sure those two sold the best but final fantasy 7 remake might have uh sold more than last of us part two i'm not sure i don't have a, a sales chart in front of me but it's, it's okay, we'll say between those three. Animal Crossing, Last of Us, or Final Fantasy. And I am going to say, it's tough for me, but I'm going to say Animal Crossing wins. I'm going to say Animal Crossing wins. I don't know the audience for the VGAs like that. You know, I've kind of casually watched it, uh, or parts of it throughout the years. So I don't know if Animal Crossing is just considered too casual for that crowd, even though, statistically speaking, most of them own it. I guess we'll see. Thank you for the question. Ken asks, 
What letter is the most underused in the alphabet? Ken, I think it has to be the letter Q, right? Q has had a, it's had a, a bit of a resurgence lately, to be fair, right? You know, you got your QAnon, you got your LGBTQ+, but the Q is in there. But I'm pretty sure they just added the, the Q onto the end of uh, LGBT to be in inclusive to all letters. Don't, don't cancel me, Twitter. Don't cancel me. But I think it has to be Q. You know, all the other letters are used in, in tons of words. Yeah, Q, it's, Q is such a pain in the ass that it requires a U to follow it around every single word, practically. At least in the English language. Quiet, queer, quip, quin, quilt. Those are all of the uh, Q words. You can't think of anything else. Don't try to prove me wrong. So I choose you, Q. Final question comes from Ken. Ken says, what is your least favorite question you have been asked since episode one of your podcast? Please answer without mentioning what the question was. Ken, my least favorite question was a very recent question about the alphabet. Nah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That was actually a pretty good question. Uh, this would this would be a great time to have an audio engineer that, you know, takes notes, files things, yeah, just does his job. So I'm going to have to get back to you on this, Ken. I know we have had some dumb questions, but... I, I do love getting every single one of them. At least as of now. If we have 8 billion people listening to the show, I I'm going to really have to put some kind of filter on this thing. We're not quite there yet. So in the meantime, I'm just loving the ride. And I hope you guys are as well. So let's wrap the show up with some poll results. Last week we asked on our Twitter, have you ever recorded a game without the express written consent of Major League Baseball? All of you guys said, you admitted it. You said, yes, lock me up. Lock me up. So uh, congratulations to everybody who voted in the poll. Uh, the police are on their way, and they will be locking you up. Uh, this week's poll asks, oh, you know, we don't have a question. Uh, we will put that question up, uh, let's say, on the day. This, can, we get, can we actually do that? Can we put the question up on the day of? I think uh, I'll say that officially on the podcast to, to light a fire under, um, under my, my rear end. Uh, anyway, uh don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Follow us on social media at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instant Graham Cracker. Follow us. It would be lovely. This has been episode 107 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else. Love it, love it, love it, love it.